0: BestBookBits.com brings you the book summary of Game Changers by Dave Asprey. There's a reason personal development books regularly submit their general direction to science. On the off chance that you need to improve yourself, you initially need to comprehend what is most important to your body and brain, your physical and mental working framework as it were. With that comprehension set up, you would then be able to assume responsibility for that framework and make it work the manner in which you need it to. The key term here is framework, that solitary, as opposed to the plural frameworks. Your body and psyche are interrelated parts of a solitary, by and large, entire, which is at least established in your science. By deliberately controlling that science, you can bring your body and psyche into better congruity with one another and your objectives. Biohacking is the act of doing only that. In this synopsis, you'll get familiar with a portion of the primary standards of biohacking alongside a portion of the most supportive applications. These aren't hauled out of anywhere. The standards are based on a comprehension of human science and brain research, while the applications are gotten from the meetings the creator, Dave Asprey, Directed with 450 exceptionally fruitful people. These people originate from a wide scope of fields including business, sports, science and the expressions of the human experience. Biohacking empowers you to refresh and modify your psychological and physical working framework. Before we dive into the reasonable items of biohacking, always first answer a progressive starter question. Why waste time with biohacking in any case? All things considered, the short answer is that your body and mind's working framework is obsolete. It was worked around the necessities of our ancient progenitors, who advanced in a world substantially more unfriendly than our own, a world where simple survival was their principal objective. To convey your working framework in the know regarding the advanced world and make it more of a state of harmony, with your less survival arrange progressively higher request objectives, you have to update it. To do that, you first need to realize that you're refreshing. More or less, your cerebrum has certain default settings, and your senses is to tail them. These settings assume responsibility for your sensory system to keep you concentrated on the three key variables of any animal type survival. We can consider them the three F's, dread, sustenance, and affableness. How about we call it sex? The three F's compromise the most urgent parts of organic survival. Need to abstain from starving to death? Eat. Need to abstain from getting terminated? Repeat. Need to abstain from being executed by dangers in your condition. Battle or flight? The two essential conduct reactions to fear. It probably won't appear grandingly evident. However, huge numbers of irregular practices and wants spin around the three F's. We invest a lot of our energy pursuing influence, cash, and physical engaging quality. Why? To a great extent, since they help us secure well-being, nourishment, and sexual accomplices. Obviously, there's nothing amiss with any of these things all by themselves. The issue comes when these things control us, as opposed to the different way. Whenever left to their very own gadgets, our programmed musings and practices can stall out in an unfortunate propensities to imaginative reasoning and inventive practices. In the interim, our groundbreaking desires to search out security, nourishment and sex can lead us by the nose, removing us from our objectives. The fact of the matter isn't to disavow nourishment, sex or security. It is to assume responsibility for our programmed musings and practices around them, putting our progressively reasonable selves in the driver's seat also that is the place biohacking comes into the image be that as it may before we get into the bare essential how about we address two significant establishments for this undertaking your objectives and your needs which we'll take a gander at in the following two sections to really profit by biohacking you have to know your objectives the thought behind biohacking is to advance your capacity to achieve your objectives yet that is entirely trivial ...on the off chance that you don't have the foggiest idea what your objectives are in any case. Here are a few hints for clearing them up. In the first place, recognize your actual interests throughout everyday life. These are the things you adore doing as so much that you feel energized simply considering them. Take an extremely rich person named Naveen, for instance. He's established seven web and innovation organizations... ...and is so enthusiastic about science that he hops up each morning... After just four hours of rest, basically, in light of the fact that he's so anxious to keep learning. To enable yourself to distinguish your interest, attempt this straightforward psychological test. Envision your extremely rich person with a phenomenal family and an upbeat home life. The majority of your essential needs and wants are dealt with. What do you do now? Whatever your answers are, those are your actual interests, on the grounds that you need to do them for the well being of their own. NOT as methods for profiteering or accomplishing some other objective. This conveys us to the following strategy, which starts with recognizing your methods, objectives and your true objectives. Your methods, objectives are the things you need to accomplish so as to accomplish something different. For instance, somebody should need to get hitched so he can personally associate with another individual. Your true objectives, interestingly, are things that you need to accomplish for the good of their own. These are the reasons you need to achieve implies objectives in any case. For instance, the sentiment of the association itself that rouses somebody to get hitched. These ultimate objectives come in three fundamental flavors. The first is to have encountered such as awakening by a friend or family member in bed each morning. The second is to accomplish development For instance, by creating initiative abilities. The third is to add to the world. For example, fabricating the remarkable organization that positively affects others. When you're arranging your day, it's significant to recall your ultimate objectives. That is on the grounds that we have a deplorable inclination to turn out to be excessively focused on methods, objectives, such as profiteering. At the point when that occurs we dismiss our true objectives and quit progressing in the direction of them dedicating the majority within recent memory and vitally toward the objectives of the method and overlooking why we needed them in any case to accomplish your aims with the assistance of biohacking you need to have organized and dodge choice exhaustion much like the cash in your financial balance your time and vitality are valuable limited assets So you have to monitor them and send them deliberately. What's more, one of the key approaches to do that is to stay away from a standout amongst the most widely recognized time and vitality draining sinkholes. Choice weakness. This wonder is the consequence of a basic, grievous actuality. Settling on choices is diligent work in the first place. You must gauge your alternatives, which takes mental ability. At that point, you need to focus on a decision which takes self-discipline. You can think about your self-control as a muscle. Each time you apply it, it gets somewhat more exhausted. Presently, before every day's over, you've made handfuls, if not hundreds of choices, running from little ones, similar to which socks to wear, to expensive ones, similar to how to break the terrible news to a companion or partner. None of those choices are fundamentally overpowering all by themselves. However, aggregately, they cause significant damage, abandon you progressively depleted as the day advances. That is choice wariness. The most straightforward approach to maintain a strategic distance from it is to limit the number of choices you need to make every day. What's more, the most straightforward approach to do that is to mechanize however many undertakings as could reasonably be expected, particularly those that aren't legitimately pertinent to your ultimate objectives. For instance, you can robotize your day-by-day choices about what outfit to wear by making a container closet, which compromises of only three to four in partially shaded things for every one of the primary classifications of attire, tops, bottoms, coats, and shoes. Presently, you don't have to squander mental vitality, making sense of which things coordinate one another. You can simply toss any of them together and head out of the entryway. In making your case closet, you'll be submitting a general direction to Steve Jobs, who made this rationale one stride further. By receiving his Mark Dark Turtleneck and New Balance Tennis Shoes, he abstained from the garments decisions out and out. You can apply a competitive way to deal with other extraordinary errands also. For example, making a case diet. This is a gathering of five or six suppers that you push through. That way you can abstain from settling on every one of those choices associated with arranging dinners. Via mechanizing your ordinary errands, you'll have more additional time, vitality and resolve to give to your higher objectives throughout everyday life. You'll in this way have the option to organize the last mentioned, saving your most valuable inside assets for your most significant work, as opposed to wasting time on technicalities like which shirt to wear in the first part of the day. Assuming responsibilities for your eating regime expects you to defeat passionate eating. With your motivations and needs set up, you're presently prepared to seek after them by biohacking your psyche and body. How would you alter your default settings, consequently assuming responsibility for the obvious urges that middle around the three F's we referenced before? To respond to this inquiry, we should begin with the most standard of the three F's, nourishment. The natural significance of this will not shock anyone, since nourishment truly gives the vitality, your psyche and body need to work by any means, let alone their pinnacle execution. What may astonish you is exactly how significant sustenance can be to the progress. Out of the majority of the elite people the creator talked with, in excess of 75% of them said their eating regime was the most critical factor behind their presentation levels. When moving toward an eating regime, our spotlight shouldn't be such a great amount on what to eat, but instead, how to eat. The key reality to comprehend here is that our advanced way to deal with nourishment is out of adjusting with our genuine natural needs. A major piece of the issue is mental. For various reasons, which we'll take a gander at the more firmly later. We experience need in numerous aspects of our lives absence of vitality, rest, love, association, and security. Instead of tending to this need legitimately, we endeavor to fill it with nourishment. In any case, hold up a moment, you may state. I possibly eat when I'm eager. Well, beyond any doubt, however, stop and think for a moment that you translate as yearning is frequently simply the feeling of vacancy that originates from the inclination, this need we referenced before. So truly, You're eager yet regularly in a more profound, increasingly mental sense. Individuals swing to sustenance as a substitute for the things we truly feed them and satisfy their inward appetite, for example, an adoring relationship. This is a piece of a bigger marvel called enthusiastic eating. This is the point at which we constantly search for a sustenance when we're feeling miserable, pushed, irate, exhausted, or even cheerful. On the off chance that you at that point dove into a container of frozen yogurt while feeling blue or treating yourself to a celebratory pastry subsequent to accomplishing something, at that point you've encountered enthusiastic eating firsthand. For a more advantageous way to deal with sustenance, recognize your passionate eating triggers and eat like your grandmother. The sentiment of hunger should act like an inside gauge that tells your mind when your body needs sustenance. Shockingly, passionate eating influences the gauge to go haywire, which brings about indulging. That is particularly hazardous in this day and age. We're encompassed by a wide range of shoddy nourishment and undesirable frames of mind towards sustenance. For example, huge part sizes and nibblings for the duration of the day. To assume responsibility for your eating routine, you have to recalibrate your appetite indicator. The initial step is to begin distinguishing the bogus sign it's sending you. When you wind up inclination hungry, you can ask yourself a couple of inquiries. For instance, am I really eager or am I actually simply feeling exhausted, focused on, desolated or some other feeling I'm misjudging as yearning? Would it be able to really simply be an indication that I happen to feel hungry just as somebody has vexed me? The relationship doesn't really mean causation, obviously. However, on the off chance that there's a predictable example of cover between your yearning and certain enthusiastic states. At that point, there's a motivation to be suspicious of that hunger. You can likewise search for some inclination of enthusiastic eating. These incorporate unexpected flares of appetite, desires for explicit sustenance, or constant sentiments of cravings even after you've finished eating. Yet remember that these signs can likewise be symptomatic of issues with your eating routine. What sort of issues? All things considered, our unfortunate present day consumes fewer calories, give a wider cluster of the potential guilty parties, extending from an excessive of trans fat to too little protein. To recalibrate your eating regime close by your appetite indicator, you can pursue this basic standard guideline. Eat like your grandmother. Accepting she was alive before World War II, she most likely ate a more advantageous eating regime than you do now. That is on the grounds that she lived in the last section of mankind's history that went before the ascension of cutting-edge nourishment industry. What did grandmother eat? Loads of vegetables a lot of protein-rich nourishment, and an everyday tablespoon of fish oil. That way, she got the polyphenol intensifies her body cells expected to remain invigorated, the amino acids and proteins she required for structure muscles and omega-3 unsaturated fats that give the structure squares to the body's migrating hormones. What's more, how did grandmother eat? Decently and rarely. In case you're eating the correct sorts of nourishment, you ought to have the option to eat a little feast and give five hours without getting eager once more. To get a decent night's rest, distinguish your chronotype and alter your rest plan as needs are. If you need to create and ration vitality for your psyche and body, there are other physical necessities you have to take care of past eating. One of them is getting a decent night's rest. This puts the fifth most regular execution upgrading propensity for the high achievers the creator met. The way to in your rest is to recognize your normal rest design and alter your rest plan in like manner. This example is set by your body's normal circadian mode, a cycle of the natural procedures that furnish your body with an inside clock. These rhythms come in four kinds of examples, which are called chronotypes. In the first place, there are lions who thunder with vitality before the sun has even risen and afterward diminish at night. On the far edge of the range, there are wolves, who are normally disposed to get up later in the day and have two pinnacles of vitality, one from the early afternoon to 2pm, the other start after nightfall. In the middle of the two limits are born, who have a characteristic rest design that persuades the ascent and fall of the sun. At last, there are dolphins, who are inclined to a sleeping disorder and will in general perform best from mid morning to early evening. Your chronotype is hereditarily decided, so there's no point endeavouring to oppose it. The sooner you grasp it, the sooner you improve your rest. That thusly will support your readiness, which will upgrade and genuine efficiency and execution. That was unquestionably the creator's involvement. He spent numerous years attempting to be aligned when extremely He's a wolf. He constrained himself to get up each morning at 5am, despite the fact that it didn't fall into place easily for him. Why? All things considered, he was attempting to comply with society's regular thoughts of achievement. The prompt riser gets the worm, as the familiar adage goes. However, it doesn't get the worm if it's too worn out to even consider thinking straight. With a foggy personality, the creator got himself less inventive than he used to be, When he balanced his rest calendar to influence it to match up with his wolf-style circadian beat, he wound up more joyful and increasingly beneficial. All in which, which chronotype would you say you are? One approach to discover is to utilize your next getaway week as a chance to direct a little analysis. Just release yourself to bed and wake up when your body feels like it. The example you incline toward will, in all likelihood, be your chronotype as the creator you would be then be able to adjust your rest timetable to your chronotype. To profit by exercise, you have to neutralize its deficiencies and disadvantages. Other than eating and sleeping, there's something else your body needs to do to be empowered. Move. All things considered, this is one of the principal things it was intended to do. Tragically, the present inactive way of life implies that a large portion of us aren't normally moving our bodies as much as we should regardless of whether it's in the workplace doing work or in the lounge chair sitting in front of the TV. We invest a great deal of energy being stationary, and all that sitting negatively affects our bodies, prompting firm muscles and back agony. So the undeniable arrangement is working out, isn't that so? All things considered, really, that can be a piece of the issue, except it's drawn closer in the correct manner. There are a couple of explanations behind this. To begin with, on the off chance that you believe that you should simply practice a little every day without making another way of life changes. You could finish up being, for the most part, stationary individual who happens to do extremely developments occasionally. Truth be told, 6 hour episode of sitting can invalidate the advantages of 1 hour exercise. Second, high chance gamers can put our bodies in danger of damage which invalidates the general purpose of the activity. Presently, perhaps you don't play American football, so this doesn't sound pertinent to you. However, a standout amongst the most prevalent types of activity is really a high-chance game, running. The issue isn't running as such. Maybe it's running the correct way. In view of inactive ways of life, the majority of us don't have the engine control and the scope of development that we need acid to have the option to run securely. Without such authority, we push our bodies past their breaking points and move them into unnatural ways, which puts a lot of weight on them. That adds peril to any type of activity, including yoga, Pilates, and CrossFit. Third, oxygen-consuming activities drives our bodies to deliver the pressure hormone cortisol. This thusly triggers the production of oxidative sustenance that makes us age quicker and cause aggravation. Luckily, There are some basic things you can do to moderate these issues. For instance, to abstain from sitting excessively, put resources in a standing work area. To figure out how to move your body appropriately, consider working with an alterarian development mentor. Furthermore, at least to neutralize the negative impacts of oxygen consuming activities, add quality preparing to your exercise schedule. This will make your body produce anabolic hormones, which will battle oxidation. To additionally neutralize the maturity impacts of oxidization, you can likewise enhance your vigorous exercise with cell reinforcements and probiotics. To protect more vitality for higher interest, limit the sum you use for sex. If you raise your energy by sleeping better, diet and exercise, the exact opposite thing you'll need to do is squander it. Shockingly, there are numerous ways your vitality can be seized. Boss among them, is an action that is essentially a fixation for some individuals, sex. When we're not doing it, we're regularly considering it. What's more, notwithstanding when we don't believe we're supposing about it, we're oftentimes as yet suspecting about it. For instance, when we invest energy endeavouring to improve our physical appearance, it's a sexually engaging quality that is frequently our fundamental, but oblivious, inspiration. From a development stance, it bodes well that we put such a great amount of vitality into sex. All things considered, without sex, the human species would have been checked from developing in any way. From an individual point of view, however, there are two issues with using such a great amount of vitality on sex. The first pursues from our basic certainty that your vitality is a limited asset. A greater amount of it if you allot to sex, the less of it you'll need to dispense at different parts of your life. Then again on the off chance that you can sublimate, that is re-channel your sex-bound vitality into higher interest, as imaginative tasks you'll have more vitality to give them. That is the reason fighters and even World Cup groups decline sex preceding rivalries. Muhammad Ali is even said to abstain from engaging in sexual relations for about a month and a half before about. The second issue is explicit to men and comes down to the biochemical impacts sex has on the male body. After men discharge, their bodies produce the hormone prolactin, which makes them languid. It likewise neutralizes another hormone, dopamine, which makes them feel better. That is the reason that regularly feel worn out and even discouraged after sex. Ladies produce prolactin in the wake of having climaxes too, yet to a lot lesser degree. For them, climaxes produce various positive biochemical impacts in the first place the body's creation of the pressure and agitation causing hormone cortisol is brought down second climax increments the body's creation of the mindset boosting synapse serotonin the feeling progressively hormone oxytocin and the oxytocin upgrading hormone estrogen to limit the impacts of climaxes on men and augment their consequences for ladies the creator prescribes that men restrict themselves to one climax for each week and that ladies search out progressively visit climaxes as any rate two every week a portion of the male audience members of the creators webcast bulletproof radio pursued this counsel. they detailed extraordinary achievement one audience mustered the nerve to dispatch the organization he's been losing a considerable length of time. And another audience, who was in his late 20s, handled a $60,000 raise in 60 days after he began following the exhortation. Dread is one of the greatest obstructions to progress. At last, we go to the third F, Dread. Tragically, we have to begin with some terrible news. On the account of development, your intuitive doesn't need to feel safe as a rule. That is on the grounds that when you feel safe, you let down your watchman, and on the off chance that you do that, you may get eaten by a a saber-toothed tiger. Obviously, that won't occur. Saber-toothed tigers have been quite some time been wiped out, and we live in a lot more secure world than our ancient progenitors. Be that as it may, your intuitive doesn't realize that it advanced to fulfill the needs of their reality, not our own. Unfortunate for us, that implies we feel much more dread than it justified by our current conditions. Dread is a variable feeling to feel when our lives are a very threat, yet there aren't numerous circumstances. That is really the situation in present day times. Outside of those circumstances, dread isn't just futile, yet very inconvenient to our prosperity and bliss. Why? All things considered, As a matter of first importance, dread triggers pressure, which thus depletes our vitality and in the end, drives us to get a handle on consumed. Second, dread removes us from the present minute. That is on the grounds that dread is as a rule about something negative that may occur later on. For example, an up-and-coming introduction that you dread will go ineffectively. By concentrating on this theoretical future, you dismiss what you're doing right now. That is particularly risky when you could be chipping away at counteracting what you dread from occurring by, for example, getting ready for that introduction. Third, dread disheartens us from going for broke that lead to progress. All things considered, dread is essentially an enthusiastic sign that instructs us to be wary and going for broke is the inverse of avoiding any risk. A hazard is a bet, and on the off chance that it goes the incorrect way, you experience disappointment. In ancient occasions, disappointment could be without much of a stretch, mean demise. On the off chance that you've neglected to discover a wellspring of sustenance, you'd starve. In the event that you fizzled at the social tradition of your clan, you may get ousted. Thus, we're designed to be firmly poorly arranged toward disappointment. Obviously, You can conquer dread through valor, yet being gutsy takes a great deal of vitality, which returns to us the main issue. Once more, you just have so much vitality, which implies bravery can just take you so far before it runs out. In the event that you include the three issues that accompany dread, it abandons you with a depleted, unfocused, and chance-opposed personality, scarcely a formula for progress. I just want to make a quick pause before we get on with the summary just to take a moment to say thank you for watching and listening to this summary. We have currently uploaded more than 600 free video, audio, and written book summaries at Best Book Bits. We'd love for you to check out bestbookbits.com, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also help keep Best Book Bits financially alive by checking out our products and services in the links and show notes below, such as our physical books, downloadable pdfs subscribing to our newsletter consuming our courses and joining our coaching program thanks again for being a fan and on with the summary you can conquer dread by giving yourself security signals envision you're one of your ancient predecessors you're remaining in a clearing encompassed by scrubberies there's not a single saber-toothed tiger to be seen things being what they are you can kick back and unwind isn't that so all things considered no All things considered, a pack of tigers may hide directly behind the shrubs. So as to relinquish dread and feel safe, your intuitive doesn't simply need you to discover a non-appearance of dangers, it needs you to discover affirmation of security. What's more, with that in mind, it's hanging tight for you to see a security signal. Something that discloses you that everything is good to go and it can let down your gatekeeper. Here are three signals to give it a shot. The first is to tune in to a relieving voice, one that is reminiscent of the delicate tone that guardians use when endeavoring to quiet their youngsters. Serene music can likewise work, so can conversing with yourself in a delicate manner. Even better, battle your dread in two different ways on the double by completing a guided reflection. The quiet voice of the teacher will send a signal to your inner mind that everything's alright, while the reflection itself will bring your psyche again into the present, far from stresses of things to come, where fears will, in general, sneak. Another sign to attempt is to envision yourself in an upbeat spot. This is a protected, quiet setting in which you're totally calm. Envision this in however much detail as could reasonably be expected, utilizing the majority of your faculties. The more substantial the envisioned scene, the more convincing it will be to your intuitive Recollect that, you're essentially attempting to fool your subliminal into supposing you're quiet, your glad spot. So make a special effort while envisioning it. The creator reports that the might possibly resemble the Batcave. At last, attempt to feel appreciation for the same number of things, individuals and occasions throughout your life as could reasonably be expected. Even your disappointments, which you can reinterpret as an accompanying learning encounters. By inclination appreciation, you're fundamentally telling your inner mind that things are going admirably. All things considered, you wouldn't feel appreciation if a tiger were to jump on you. To develop this propensity, keep a diary wherein you record three things for which you have appreciative each morning, consistently or both. Doing this, you'll be following the lead of the business person, UJ Ramdas, who co-made the 5-Minute Journal an appreciation diary application. He guarantees that by keeping such a diary, you can improve your nature of rest, your feeling of closeness to loved ones, and your craving to do kind deeds for other people. Presently, that sounds like something to be thankful for. Game Changers, What Leaders, Innovators, and Mavericks Do to Win at Life by Dave Asprey Book Review. Our bodies and brains are kept down by unhelpful examples of museums and practice, which rotate around sustenance, dread, and sex. By seeing how our bodies and psyches work, we can defeat three examples and improve our capacity to create, save, and send out our time and vitality. With an unmistakable origination of our objectives, and via cautiously setting our needs, we'll be in an ideal position to succeed. Stop saying can't, As you've learned in these squints, your intuitive isn't that brilliant, in any event, not in any specific regards. On those regards in understanding the specific situation and the non-strict significance of the language you use when addressing yourself. On the off chance that you state you can't accomplish something, your intuitive will decipher this truly and it will surrender since there's no point endeavouring to accomplish something that you can't do. In any case, you most likely don't mean this truly. When you state you can't accomplish something, what you truly mean is that you don't have the assets, the abilities, the certainty, or some other essential for doing it. Also, that condition can be survived. For instance, if it's an aptitude or an asset you need, how might you create or gain it? Interestingly, can't is an impenetrable discussion-shutting condition. In this way, give your dim witted subliminal a break by maintaining a strategic distance from the word can't. And that's a wrap on the book summary of Game Changers by Dave Asprey. Now, if you want this summary via PDF, click the link below to download this along with another 600 summaries you can download. If you want to become a contributor to Best Book Bits and become part of the community, help read books, create summaries, and do audio recordings email me at info at bestbookbits.com or DM me on Instagram at bestbookbits. We also run a free book club on Facebook at bestbookbits, so check that out. And if you want me to do a book summary, comment, DM me, or email me. Thanks for watching and listening. Have yourself an amazing day. Take care. Go out there and change the world. Take care. Bye-bye now.